0: All right, back with another live episode of Bully Ball. I'm Jason Aponte, joined as always by Steph Sanchez. Steph, gotta say, the hair immaculate. Like, did oh you put God, anything God. in it or is it just sitting with no product?
1: Um, well, it has product. I haven't washed my hair today yet. So huh. this is just from like, you know, a couple of days. So I guess oh that my helps. Oh
0: My goodness, bit. man. I mean it's
1: the just... natural oils. Sometimes the natural oils, like, they be doing their thing and you just let it be.
0: I have put no chemicals, only juices and berries. My barber says the same exact thing. Hey, stop washing your hair every day. I'm just like, wait a minute. Am I not supposed to? I don't get it. You're but not Yes,
1: to. No. okay, You're not to.
0: Right. <laughs> that ain't nothing but ultra firm. Tell me how you want me to cut this. Hair tips and 49ers football. That's what you get here on the Bully Ball podcast. But Steph, uh, today is the day for 53 man rosters. Um, I guess we mm-hmm. can go over some people that we believe would make it. I think everything is pretty much set in stone, especially with some of the injuries that we'll talk about. Um, There's one position group in particular that is in flux because they don't have any healthy available kickers. But, hey, it's okay. <laughs> we don't got to talk about that right now. Um,
1: Not yet. First, no,
0: least. I wanted to start this show because in our group chat, there was something about a Jimmy Garoppolo clip. I'll be honest with you, Steph. I haven't watched it, so this would be my first time listening to it.
1: Oh, um,
0: okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I mean, by your reaction and by the way that Rob –
1: it's talking a very, about it it's a very short clip but and he doesn't say too much but i think mm-hmm. the the silence the lack of things being said is loud
0: so in this what? case the silence <laughs> is deafening and yeah. what's not being said and what's not being said is yeah. louder than what's being said
1: yeah absolutely
0: oh i can't wait to hear it then rob you got the clip but the- Really? Cue it up, Rob. Let's get it. I, I want to hear this, man. And I want to overreact and be completely extra about it. I can't wait. Let me see. The the Trey Lance trade to Dallas? Weird situation. Been a lot of weird situations over there in San Francisco. Just to leave it at that. But, uh, you know, I'm happy Trey got another shot, man. How do you think San Francisco's handled those, those quarterback situations? How do you think they've handled them? <laughs> I think it's been
1: messy. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Messy oh, wow. is a nice way to put it. Oh, wow. wow. That's um, that's wild.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, well, first, Steph, <laughs> you react first. Go.
1: I mean, I, I think we already knew, us as fans know, that this situation has been messy. And so hearing it from Jimmy Garoppolo, it's no surprise. He knows way more than we do. And I can't wait for the time in, I don't know, however long, years maybe, that we do finally get some of the truth's spilling out um Jimmy Garoppolo being far too kind honestly you know just leaving it at that and you know not saying too much but again Jay like I said the lack of things he said I think tell you everything you need to know
0: that was interesting that was very interesting (laughs) and you know what I love it when players speak as candidly as that right yeah you know I I do implore players at times to be very diplomatic sometimes I feel like the best answer is your media trained answer particularly during the whole spat between the Eagles and like Debo Samuel it's like at a point it's just got to be it is what it is we lost we're just trying to move on like that's it like you got to kind of let it go but I'd be lying if I said that that wasn't interesting and I definitely wanted to hear about that and he said Messi is a nice way to put it so I guess Because the question was tied into the Trey Lance thing and you and I haven't had a chance to react to it together on here. um, I want to make sure that people understand. We're not trying to draw it out because he does not play for the team anymore, but we do have to talk about it at least once. Mm -hmm. It's part of our job. So Trey Lance is a Dallas Cowboy for a fourth round pick and pretty much ends the debate about, you know, quarterback two. Kyle Shanahan was asked about it right after the game. Leave it to this team. You know, a lot of people, Steph, they always call us content creators. The real content creators are the San Francisco 49ers.
1: It's a reality TV show.
0: Yeah. We, we, playing Steph and I are fishermen and fisherwomen <laughs> and the, the, the fish are jumping into the boat, but they're jumping in so much that we're going to capsize and we're just trying to hit as many with the order to keep. And that's the, that's essentially what the 49ers are. They're literally a nonstop content machine. And all of it is based around the quarterback position. So first let's, mm-hmm. let's do the timeline real quick because I do think it's important to call out certain missteps and things that just felt weird. So Sam Darnold's labeled the quarterback two. Cool. I think when you really look back, all the signs were there signed on the first day, the way Kyle had offered a first round pick to the Jets, um, the way he had spoken about it. Greg Papa will not stop gushing about this guy. Every single person makes it seem like Darnold was like 12 for 12 every single game through darts on every single throw, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He only led one scoring drive. But that's essentially what I was being told. And then. We find out that he's quarterback too and Trey Lance is not going to be at practice. So right off the bat, no tinfoil hat. It has to be right. Trey Lance says, I want to get out of here now. Like I like now this is to a point where now I want to get out of here. But then what I feel and many of the 49ers media who, who largely stop from being critical of the team, right? Like they'll, they'll have thoughts, but they're not like, New York media or yeah. other media areas where they're just like they're gonna blast the team.
1: They're not challenging at all. No,
0: but that kind of changed after that practice because Kyle Shanahan didn't go to the podium right away. He went to KMBR, which is a team, a team affiliate, for a pre recorded interview, meaning anything can be edited. And yeah. poor Fred Warner, poor Fred Warner. Fred Warner is the captain of this team, the best linebacker in the world. But why on earth does Fred Warner as a linebacker have to answer questions about the San Francisco quarterback situation, in particular, a trade? Steph, that didn't jive right with me a little bit, man. It just didn't. That did not feel right. And I feel for Fred Warner because he shouldn't have been asked anything about that.
1: I agree. The way they handled the situation was so cowardly and the 49ers do operate to an extent like they don't care what the media thinks until they have to face the media and mm-hmm. then they run from the smoke. Uh, and that's all I saw on Wednesday or was it Thursday? Whenever that day was that uh, Trey Lance was not there and they had announced, well, it got leaked that the they were going with Sam Darnold as QB2. I think you got to face that decision because it's a it's a very big deal while it may not seem like a big deal to them this is a former third third overall pick that you gave up three first round picks for and you are now saying you're moving on from him basically right. because all what we saw in those reports was they're exploring options for trey lance that could only mean one thing so I think you got to face the music that you created and they didn't do that in my opinion in a timely manner and You know, I I wouldn't even be surprised if some of the local media was upset about that, right? And that's that's what kind of resulted in some of the questions that we got and them challenging them finally, um, (laughs) on you know, their how they handled this situation. And I think, you know, even going back to Jimmy Garoppolo's comments, how how it was handled and how he saw all of this play out, let's not forget the Jimmy Garoppolo situation and all that wasn't that long ago either. Mm -mm. And so this is now two quarterback situations two different players that they kind of botched the handling on from top to bottom and I I don't know what it it just seems kind of tone deaf that they don't understand why this isn't the way to go about it right and so I think it bothers me that to them it feels like it this is fine yeah. <laughs> I don't need to address this um but yeah it's like yeah you you kind of actually do um, because it looks worse on you if you don't. And I think that's what happened in the days, you know, after that, um, all the talk that was happening about, you know, how badly they handled it. So, you know, finally they did after you know, the Friday game. You know, Kyle Shanahan did speak with the media then. Uh, John Lynch did speak during the broadcast. But I do want to say that broadcast. It was with Greg Papa and Tim Ryan. Again, 49er employees. So it's a very safe space. And so I, I don't know if I even respect that as much. But at least we got some, I guess, accountability. It's not all of it. Like, I am i can't say I'm, like, totally happy with the answers we got. I think in actuality, we would never be happy with the answers that we got. Because I don't think we're happy with the situation at all and how it unfolded, right? And, and how they handled it from... I get again from from the start of it to now, like it was handled bad. So I don't think there would be any answer that they could give us that would give us any comfort in how it played out. Right. So th- there was some, I think, I-, I got some genuineness. Is that a word? Gen- Genuinity? I don't know what the word is. I feel like,
0: I feel like, uh, Friday authenticity. Was, was some, yeah. Like we got I some
1: authenticity like, from Kyle Shanahan, I think, on I feel Friday. Like Friday.
0: Friday, that was, it was a little Hello. bit sobering to yeah. kind of hear him talk about it.
1: Authenticity. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know, here's the thing. And for people that are like, I don't understand why we're discussing the quarterback two and the quarterback three. Do you think other teams? The quarterback three was the number three overall pick that you sent three first round picks and you moved exactly. heaven and earth for it. Yep. It's not like Sam Darnold was named quarterback two over Brandon Allen. And if you think that content creators make a big deal about it. What other backup quarterback in the league goes to the podium and speaks at press conferences? Sam Darnold does, so does Trey Lance. So yeah, sure, content creators are blowing this out of proportion, sure. You're looking for clicks, oh my God. Stop sending your backup quarterback to the podium, we don't care. Most teams don't even know who their backup quarterback is. But this is the San Francisco 49ers, so everything's a production. But, yeah, it's us. It's us. It's always us. And we're the ones sensationalizing it. And yet. They actually looked Sam Donald in the face and said, you're a backup quarterback, go to the podium and talk about being a backup quarterback. No other team does that. You think Tyrod Taylor has to answer questions with the New York Giants? Never, ever about anything. So don't tell anybody. Why are you making a big deal or why are you talking about this? It's a big deal because of who it is. It's not Brandon Allen and Sam Darnold. It's Brandon, it's Brandon Allen, Sam Darnold, and Trey Lance, who you sent all that, that capital for. So that's the part that I think is kind of funny. Um, big City Man says, This is why Joe Montana laughs at us and shakes his head when he thinks of the 49ers. Hey man. Joe Montana didn't handle his quarterback situation that well either, too. I got news for you. He definitely was acting like a baby and had a problem and like had to be sent away from the team because they were trying to move on to Steve Young. It's egos. These are guys that like want to be the guy. This is why you need a real GM to be above a head coach. I don't know the dynamic of that. I will say this. John Lynch's comments and Kyle Shanahan's comments, they don't sound like a united front. Or they didn't sound like a united front. I feel like I let Trey down. John was kind of like, "Hey man,
1: <laughs> Kyle, yeah, I did."
0: <laughs> Kyle was the one that took him, man. So you know, hey man, hey man, don't look at me. <laughs> we took a shot, okay? But it's kind of cop. It was it was cop. Like this one's cop. That's what yeah, it like.
1: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what it was when he was in the booth with Greg Papa and Tim Ryan. I'm surprised that they could hold that interview together because they were so blown away at Sam Donald throwing the ball to the fullback. Like it was like you know that like that meme of like Elmo and he's like looking at the sun. <laughs> that's literally Tim Ryan and Greg Papa. Whenever Sam Donald completes a pass to a four yard guy, they're just Can like, me- "Oh, have you ever seen anything like that ever?"
1: Also, can we talk about the fact that the second question, and Tim Ryan asked it, was about Brandon Allen. Like, the (laughs) team just traded away Trey Lance hours before, and Tim Ryan has questions about Brandon Allen. (laughs) No offense to Brandon Allen, but there's no world in which we should be asking questions about him in an interview to the GM hours after Trey Lance is traded. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that that whole interview to me was – just a sham and you know trying to be nice to the to the gm and i get it it's you know it's politics and whatnot but i think you can at least challenge him maybe a little bit like, it's a on. safe
0: space i would say safe hey, space a, elaborate on that what do you mean exactly. you took a shot what what did what went wrong say things say things if you it's just look again Whatever it is, and, you know, we'll, we're definitely going to talk about, like, you know, the compensation and everything and, like, what's the aftermath of this, like, with Trey Lance and everything. But <sighs> it's okay to ask football questions. It's okay to ask questions about, hey, like, you guys were so convicted. Hit the button, Rob. They were so convicted. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They, the, I just don't think that that word is being used properly. So convicted in, uh, you know, in Trey Lance for a little while. And then all of a sudden it just goes, like, completely apart. Um, and then it's just like, hey, man, we took a shot, you know. You know, suit a suit, you know, like, it's just, it's just like, I'm like, oh, what? Like, wait a minute. Um, It just, it just came off as just like, hey man, we tried, we tried our best. What I want everybody to know, this is basically what they say. What I want everybody to know is we tried our best. We tried our best. So don't get mad at us. But yeah, the old, the whole thing with like Papa and Sim Ryan is just like, that was well, Brandon Allen, Brandon Allen can spit it, man. Brent, what?
1: Brandon Allen shouldn't even make the 53. No. Like we'll talk about that later. But like yeah. what are we doing here?
0: What are we doing here? But as far as Trey Lance goes, I think what you were talking about at the end of the, the game with the press conference um was so good. Yeah. It was really good. It was really good to hear Kyle, you know, I feel like I let Trey down. This is what happened, you know, like and, and he he seemed a bit remorseful for like the way things played out. I'm not completely of the proponent that it was just like, oh my God, Kyle botched this thing completely. I do, th- I do think that obviously the circumstances with the way Brock is played, um, Kyle needs to be very like, um, oh, I got to read this after I, after I say this. Oh, it almost feels like Kyle um, wants to play it safe with what he knows as opposed to what he can predict, And that's kind of what he sees with Brock. But Nick Knights 21 says at the press conference, Kyle almost had me until that snippy remark right at the end. I'll be honest. I hated that question. I absolutely <laughs> hated okay, that well, question.
1: I know what the question was, but for people who don't know, like, what the well, question oh, so, was.
0: Yeah. So it was about the end of the Denver game. And they said, do you feel like it was it was developing him and saying, hey. They said,
1: like, do you regret.
0: Do you regret not going for yeah. the touchdown and say. Part, you if this was a regular season game and Trey Lance was in the same situation, they would have done the same thing. I think a lot of people forget the situational football exists. And they've done it with Jimmy Garoppolo where they've like, you just waste the clock down so somebody can kick a field goal with the last few seconds, literally did it against New Orleans. They've done it many times. Situational football was what they were teaching him. And for you as a reporter, whoever it was to ask that question, to not understand what was happening in that moment, I implore more media people to watch football, watch the damn games, understand the game that you're covering, please, please. So in a way where Kyle gives like these snippy remarks and sometimes I'm just like, Kyle always has to feel like he's the smartest in the room. My God, as a media uh, member, show some damn awareness for the damn game, man. And and at this point, that's why he said, I should have just done it for you then. It's like, dude, <laughs> he, he almost wanted to tell him, you don't know ball. So, like, please, for God's sakes, media members, if you're out there, watch the game that you actually cover. Understand situational football. Understand that preseason is when you're supposed to, you know, do those things. And the 49ers have done it in regular season games with more seasoned quarterbacks. It's so dumb to even try to bring that up because what if he did score a touchdown, is he now developed or all of a sudden what he needs to develop are football instincts and how to play situational football as a youngster and how to play winning football. That's exactly what was going on. I'm Not going to defend Kyle Shanahan a lot here, you know, because we got some things that we need to talk about still. But in that regard, that question was awful. It was so bad. It was so bad. I can't imagine. I don't understand. The 49ers block almost everybody from like getting like a, a media credential because they don't want people <laughs> to be asking questions and stuff like that. But then we've got questions like that. We've got questions to Sam Darnold asking about Trey Lance fans and how they drag him through the mud. We've got to start asking better questions here. Like We have to start asking better questions as media members. Please, I implore most of you, not all of you, to please watch the game and understand the game a little bit more. Please. I, I hope that you you hear my message.
1: Yep. <clears throat> i mean yeah that was a that was a weird one but you know going back to the the presser overall like i that was a good one but i it, it was like a couple of days kind of late you know what i mean like that would have been great on on wednesday you know after they had announced made made the announcement i think it would have it would have hit a little bit different but you know at least we got some of that and yeah we'll we'll see but like overall i i think i'm I don't know about you, Jay, but like we've been talking Over. about this for like, yeah, Over. like the last few days like, and and not just that, not only had we been talking about it but for the last few days, but I think like a part of us knew that this was going to be the outcome already, like for months, you know what I mean? I, I think – and we've been saying it all off season. Like, as soon as Sam Darnold was here, we were hearing all these good things about Sam Darnold. Is like, yeah, I think the writing's on the wall. As soon as we heard, like, it, during the draft that they were shopping him, yeah, the writing's on the wall. Like, this is going to happen eventually. And and now it's here. So, to me, like, it, it does kind of feel anticlimactic. The one thing that I think was news more so than the fact that he was traded was the way they handled it. Yeah. And, like, so that's the thing. Like, they – I think we all expected this to happen. So that's not even the surprise. It's more so how they handled it, that they created it. They they made it worse than it already was. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And again, when you look at where he went, that's kind of the part that throws me off. Because like, I'm like, yeah, Dallas does that, or, does that yeah. bother
1: you? Because it's Dallas. It, like, I know you, got, it you just, got real beef with Dallas.
0: No, always. I mean, we all do. It's <laughs> Not just me. What you think? I, I'm the only one with a blood rivalry with the Dallas Cowboys. Um. You
1: one of more, the you one of the older
0: fans. Oh, I'm so, one of the I'm one of the OGs we don't uh, play one that. Of the old like, heads. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of the old heads that's angry all the time. <laughs> like when I see Michael Irvin on TV, I get upset. When I see Troy Aikman and I hear him sometimes and he starts talking about, well, when I played, I don't want to hear that. I don't care about any of that. When I see Charles Haley highlights of him like in Dallas, I don't want to hear that at all. Like, I don't want to see any of that stuff. But the the truth of the matter is, I don't think you could have done better than a fourth round pick. And yeah, if, no, you know, at, at any point when you hear a fourth round pick. You will take that and run. You will take that and absolutely run, and there he is. And
1: that is terrible. That I don't know if I just hate that jersey. I think I hate. jersey. You don't the jersey. like that jersey? Nah, that jersey's trash. Really? And for the audio listeners, for the audio listeners, it's the one with like the the white on the, the navy shoulders blue. and, and yeah. the navy blue everywhere else. I don't like these. I don't like these. But uh, so I think that's why it looks bad. Because I've actually been waiting to see like a jersey swap or him in a jersey. He he um he took off his abby's his avatar on twitter and uh instagram so i'm kind of waiting for the new one that drops you know him in some cowboys drip i don't know um and you know i you know i'm happy for trey and him getting a fresh start now what i am i guess like you could say concerned on and you know it's not really our concern he's on another team now but like it it appears that he's still the QB three in in Dallas, right? He's not that's jumping. Issue,
0: he's yeah. he's not jumping. Cooper Rush. So if you exactly. think that he's going to, if do- you think he's if you think he's going to Dallas to play, he's not going to play.
1: <laughs> so what is going on? Like,
0: well, it feels like that feels like a very Jerry Jones move. Um, to put and a lot of people, Dak. Yeah, that's what that's the conspiracy theory. Look, uh, I want Trey Lance to succeed. I'm happy for him too. I'm happy that he gets a fresh start. I'm happy that he gets out of here, um, and gets to go somewhere else. But you're not jumping, you're not you're not a threat to Dak. You might not even be a threat to Cooper Rush, like right now at this point.
1: Well, that's I what think, Cowboys fans are saying. They're like, oh, this puts pressure on Dak finally. <laughs> no.
0: Okay. What it does, uh-huh. what it does is, and this is what's smart, is for for Jerry Jones to take a swing on a player that, you know, still has some cachet as like raw and a prospect and still has a lot of, you know arm talent stuff like that for fourth rounder it doesn't really matter like I think you make that you know 10 out of 10 times like you try yeah. that yeah but it's not like oh Jerry Jones wants Trey for Intel that's a good point um from Harold so it I might mean. be that no I that's mean. not good oh well I mean if you let Trey Lance haters tell him he didn't know the playbooks so I don't know like you know what, what side should we be on um here with this no look the realistic part is he needs to go some more break and play I don't think that's Dallas Mm-mm. But if you're the 49ers and Dallas comes calling with a fourth round pick, you take that 10 out of 10 times. Like you have to. Absolutely. You have to and
1: and by all accounts, it seemed like Trey was happy yeah. to get a fresh start. 100%. So whether or not he does get the playing time, at least he's, you know, in a new environment, you know, where he will be embraced. Maybe that's all he needs, you know? Right. So, um, you know, rooting for him, not the Cowboys, but I'm rooting for him. Um, And, you know, we'll we'll just see how that turns out. Now, if, if there's any scenario in which he does, you know, get that opportunity for playing time and he looks good, like what, what do you think the reactions would be?
0: Here's when it happens. Week five, <laughs> we Sunday five. night football, Sunday night football, Levi stadium. Trey Lance takes <laughs> the field after Cooper Russ and Dak both sustained oh, injuries. Trey Lance has a minute 30 left on the clock. And the Cowboys are brought in a new kicker, and his name's Robbie Gold, and they're down two. And Trey Lance takes them all the way down the field, runs out the clock. Buzzer, game-winning kick for Robbie Gold. I hope I just ruined your morning by saying that's, that. That's wild. I hope I ruined your morning by saying that, and I hope you get prepared for it. <laughs>
1: get prepared for it. <laughs> Prepare no, yourself. That's, you know, that's interesting, though, because – Like at one point, the 49ers were doing a two quarterback system. Mm -hmm. It it was very short lived. Do you think there's any scenario in which the Cowboys could do that with Dak and Trey? Although it's like, it's literally the same type of offense. So you're not really like throwing, you know, defenses off, but just to get Trey some experience, I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I think uh, if that was ever going to happen, it would have been in preseason where they would you know, in preseason, they would have handled Trey a little bit differently, even if he was quarterback yeah. three. He probably would have played a lot more, way more. Like, I, I definitely would have seen him playing way more. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's just, again, he needed to go somewhere where he could play or even possibly compete, like someplace like Tampa Bay. That would have been great, like where he had a chance to, like, try to push, you know, Baker Mayfield a little bit more. I think that's way more realistic than him pushing Dak Prescott at this point. Um, yeah,
1: Brett says uh Mike McCarthy isn't that smart or clever. <laughs> shout and, out Brett, man.
0: and shout out to Brett, man. And you're absolutely right. That's absolutely true. Like, and that's the other thing too. It's like I saw I saw some things being said. Well, Mike McCarthy and and uh who who's their their offensive coordinator? Is it Kellen Moore? Uh I think or no, I think he went somewhere else.
1: Yeah.
0: Um they know how to develop quarterbacks. Do they? Oh, Brian Schottenheimer is there. Oh God, even worse. They're just going to run the ball 800 times because uh, Brian Schottenheimer is convinced that he needs to bring the football uh, world back to the dark ages by running the ball on first and second and maybe Establish third. the run, pal. Establish the run because you need a strong running game and you need to control the football.
1: I have a structured settlement and I need cash now.
0: No, nah, man, He just it would have been better if he would have got there a little bit earlier, but it is what it is this is where I'm going to pivot this to, you know, good luck, Trey, everything, you know, that's it. I, I, I am done discussing the young man. Like I'm done. But what I'm not done discussing is, this feels like a pivotal moment for Kyle Shanahan in this regime, because you have put Brock Purdy in a place where he has to succeed now. Absolutely has to, no questions asked. And if he doesn't, then we're right back at Kirk Cousins next year. And we're right back with the same questions.
1: Oh, wait, it's not going to be Sam Darnold, like, taking over? and? He's I mean, what like, do you mean, Sam Darnold, Darnold Darnold is gonna, Jesus?
0: Sam Darnold is going to be Steve Young because one player had done it. That's his, what I've been told. Yeah, one, been player, told. one player had turned his career around from that to an MVP, so it's got to be possible for Sam Darnold to be the other player when three million other quarterbacks who have been bad just c- continue to go and be bad. But this is a pivotal moment right now yeah. for Shanahan and Lynch. This has to work. It has to. Brock, by all accounts, what we saw in the preseason, by the way, he looked great. And they would, they would have scored three times every time that he was out there. If maybe Ty Davis-Price knows how to pick up a block or J.P. Mason doesn't fumble, um, those are three touchdown drives. Yeah. All of that looks good. It looks great. I, I have to say, no matter what, everybody was all caught up with like the whole Trey Lance thing. The first team offense looks great. And that's all that I was really, really excited about. And that's great. That looks amazing. But you have yourself in a spot now where if this does not work, if you find out that you need a little bit more, and Brock Purdy is not that guy that you thought he was, and you're starting all over again, two things can be true. The 49ers win games at a at a at a high clip when Kyle Shanahan is the coach, you know, especially lately with this team. And the quarterback position continues to be misevaluated or wrong. And that's where this is this is why this has to work, because this is the last thing that Kyle Shanahan really needs to figure out. And I think. When you're given all of that for a third round pick and you're like, this is the first time Kyle Shanahan is going to get his hands on his guy and he's going to get to he's going to get to develop him. And then it ends like this. You have got to make this work now. So this is a bit of a pivotal moment. I'm not being overly dramatic, hyperbolic, anything like that. This feels like a moment where the 49ers have to win 12, 13 games now for this to feel uh, like this was the right decision, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I mean, if there's any point in which this team starts losing multiple games, that that will become a problem. And I see a lot of people now, and even in the chat here, saying, you know, Kyle Shanahan's on the hot seat. Not yet.
0: No. no, Not yet.
1: No, 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 no. 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 no, no. I mean, as long as the 49ers are winning, there's no hot seat for him to sit on. Nope. And so, yeah, if it ever gets to a point where he starts losing, then, like, I think there's there's some reasons there. But... The fact that the Forty ers did make this move, I think, also does tell us how convicted they are in Brock Purdy. And she how did. and how how much they believe in him. Yeah. We've never heard any either well, okay, maybe we've heard John Lynch say some really glowing things about these quarterbacks, but not really Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan does not throw around compliments to his quarterbacks, much less a guy coming off a rookie season, you know. So I I think Kyle saying he's a real deal, that to me speaks volumes and like you said Jay, I think we also see it. Like we saw in these, you know, while it was minimal the drives that we got to see in the preseason out of Brock and the first team offense mind good. you Christian McCaffrey is not good. even out there. And
0: he's not even out and neither was Trent. And
1: Trent Trent wasn't even out there. He looked uh, good, man. So, so, yeah, no, it looks good. It looks exactly how it did to end the season correct and it might it might even end up being better than that because now it's a second year in the system a full season with Christian McCaffrey all of those things it has the potential to be better than it was at the end of last year so that being said I think they just feel really strongly about Brock Purdy and where this offense is going to go now that being said the Achilles heel of this team and this offense has always been injuries in particular, the quarterback injuries. So keeping Brock upright and keeping him healthy is important. No. <laughs> Very important. Because is... if Brock Purdy goes down, oh, no. if Brock Purdy goes down, no. I haven't seen anything from Sam Darnold to to make me think he's going to be able to carry this team the rest of the way. Sam Darnold may have been good enough maybe to to beat out Trey Lance in a backup quarterback competition but he is in no way based on what i have seen capable of taking this team to the <sighs> nfc championship and beyond should anything happen to brock purdy
0: ideally That's the worry. ideally in a perfect world we don't have to say sam donald or brandon allen's name at all
1: exactly in a perfect ideally
0: world. in a perfect world 17 games of brock purdy is what i need i we need don't I do not need to see 14 on the field. I don't want to see 4 on the field. I don't want to see either. And
1: like normally, normally this wouldn't even be a conversation like
0: yeah.
1: what other what other fan base is even what, having this conversation that's of what I was if, saying if about bug, backup bug quarterbacks. Goes down, we're screwed. But it's like we as 49 er fans, we have to have this conversation but because it's out of the 7 years there's been injuries to quarterbacks, right? So, um yeah, I think it's a valid concern for us. And Brock Purdy coming off of it, of an injury of his own, right? So, yes, it, it is imperative that the 49ers figure out yeah. this Whoa. injury bug with their quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and Brock needs to stay healthy if they hope to, you know, realize all of their expectations and their hopes and dreams to be true.
0: And um, thank you for the donation. I hope you said. I hope I'm saying the name of Quana. Kw- um, we're in the Chargers playing a second string team. Let's see them against Pittsburgh, et cetera, before we start saying anything looks good. It's preseason. My pushback to that would be, isn't that what you're supposed to do when you're the first team against the second team is just go right down the field and score? Because, yeah. if, they didn't, because if they didn't, you'd be way nervous. So you can't tell me that it doesn't mean anything when they look good, but if they didn't do anything against the second string offense, you would say, oh, it doesn't matter. It's preseason. That's kind of where you lose me. If a first team is going up against a second team, I need you to get right down the field and score a touchdown because that's what you're supposed to do. And that's exactly what they did. So, yeah, it looks good. That looks good. I'm not going to take anything away from that. That looks good. I don't care if it's against. And what about Denver? What about Denver? They played their first string um, against uh, Brock. What about that?
1: They have a pretty good defense, too. They
0: have a very good defense. They have a very good defense. So that's the thing. It's like, oh, well, it was against the second string. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Varsity is supposed to dominate JV. I don't see how you can knock that down. But if Brock Purdy and the offense didn't look good, you'd be like, damn, they can't even beat the second stringers. So which is it? Does the preseason matter or does it not? And for me, the matter of fact part of it is your first team should be doing that against anybody's second team.
1: Well, Jay, you know what's going to happen in week one is they're playing against the Steelers. And I think... 30 teams in the NFL may struggle against the Steelers defense. Like that's just the reality I'm of it. Nervous. And I don't I I don't think like people should victory lap if you know this offense does struggle in week one. Oh, wait. Because that's just week one. It always does. Defense. Yeah. And it always does. Well, that, too. that too. it always
0: does. I wouldn't be shocked if the 49ers came out and started slow. I mean, they start slow almost every single year. And I mean, even if they win the game, that doesn't mean that the offense started fast. And the Steelers are good. The Steelers are really good, actually. The the Steelers have weapons. On offense, Pickens, Deontay Johnson, they, like, they're good. They're really good. So that's going to ba- be a fun
1: based game. on Based on what you saw in the preseason, though, and comparing that to what we've seen in the past, maybe from the first string offense or Jimmy Garoppolo in the preseason going into week one, like, how much better do you feel about this team going into week one versus, you know, past?
0: Well, I'd feel a lot better if 97 was in camp. But should we talk about that now? Because I feel like yeah. – I feel like the worry meter, I went all off-season. Did the scale
1: I, break off? The, the scale no, break off? Not, the I'm, worry not, meter? I'm like,
0: I'm not panicked. But all my right. worry meter, which was on zero the whole time, it's at like a six now. Okay. Um, Based on where we are, it's the 29th. Uh, what's the holdup? Why isn't this done? Yeah. You have
1: You know what's interesting, too, is that like Ian Rappaport did say that the 49ers deal is substantial. And that right there will already, you know, I guess take away some of the worry of some fans that uh, why are they low-balling Nick Bosa? They're not. Nick Bosa is just so good. And he is quite the businessman. He is maybe as good of a businessman as he is a player that he is sticking to his number, it seems like. And there's not a lot of, I think – negotiating going on i think it's like this is my number meet it or we're not getting this done kind of thing
0: yeah and he deserves that you know um again when you hear things like i don't like the situation uh he like i that gets me a little uneasy but i still have faith they'll get it done does this bleed into the season i don't know um
1: it could it, i'm not ruling it can- out
0: it's getting closer and closer. Yeah. Like, it's getting closer and closer. And how says, I like Bosa, but he wants to break the bank. He deserves it. And remember, guys, when when no matter what position, whenever someone signs and it's the highest that's ever been, the next guy will sign and he'll break that. The next guy will sign and he'll break that, right? Like, it's just like, it's literally the market. It's literally, okay, I'm Nick Bosa. I'm looking at the guys that are being paid at, as edge rushers. Well, I'm the reigning defensive player of the year. I need more than that. And then that's someone else will say something like that the next year when it's time up. So, again, like it's it's up to what he's looking for, which I think he's deserved, and his importance to the defense. His defense doesn't have the juice without him.
1: Mm-mm. We
0: talk a lot about quarterback wins. What's Kyle Shanahan's record when Nick Bosa plays football? They win remember, almost every single game, almost, uh, when he's a defensive end.
1: I remember what this defense looked like pre-Nick Bosa. It, it was said, like night and are you gonna hate 90. on Cassius Marsh?
0: <laughs> but you <laughs> know what I mean. Like the the rest of the pieces,
1: the rest of the pieces were there on this defense, and you plug Nick Bosa in, and that's what pretty much started right. the defensive dominance that we started to see. Right. And so, like, yeah, he he makes a huge difference for that defense, and that's I think why part of the concern for us because if this does go into the season you might be dropping some games just because Nick Bosa isn't out there. That's how dire this situation is now becoming.
0: Listen, I don't want you slandering Cassius Marsh, but one of the funniest things I've ever heard John Lynch say is you don't walk into camp and beat Cassius Marsh out. Like, you just don't. Like, I'm just like, all right, all right, man. Uh, okay, pal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, again, there's games that you win because of your defense, even when your offense is struggling, right? And this feels like one of those knockdown, drag out games where it's like, Who's going to get more stops? If you can get a turnover on defense, that might be the difference between, you know, winning and losing. Um, And Nick Bosa's like that. So, yeah, uh, I'm not panicked. I'm not panicked. I'm Definitely worried, though. Like, now I'm worried. Um, I I don't like – when I hear I don't like the situation, well, I don't like it either, John get it done it <laughs> yeah
1: John John saying he doesn't like the situation I think makes me more worried because, that made like, me
0: yeah that that made me worried and like I don't know if Rob checked it like yeah. when he said it did he like touch his head like did he like go all the way up like when he said it
1: yeah how high was he on the face how high was like, he on was the, the
0: face yeah what is it oh God I don't like the situation man
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a radio interview I believe so I don't think we really got that but yeah yeah oh that video. Well, was it a video?
0: Oh, the vi- no, 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 no. Uh, the video that he made about uh Seinfeld with the with the thing. Oh, about yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It was... and it was about Trey Lance, yeah.
1: John Lynch, all right, quite pretty tell. good. <laughs> he's uh, he's <laughs> quite the tell. He has a worry meter, and it yeah. is it is his. Face. Oh, he does this. He's
0: like, you know, it's uh, it's all right, you know. All right, oh,
1: John Lynch, man.
0: I love this team, man, so much. I do. It's so great. Like, everybody's just all stressed out and everything, and here I am. I'm just – I'm living through memes right now. Like,
1: Well, I, have a, I, I do have a question for you while we are Uh-oh. talking about Nick Bosa. Like, do you think that the way that it's going right now, do you think it would warrant the 49ers wanting to look at who's out there in the edge market? Some teams are going to be cutting players. Like, are you keeping an eye on any edge guys that might get released or anything? Like, maybe a trade – are you at that point? Because I've seen this depth, this edge depth is not nice. Like no. it's not, that's not going to do it. And so I, I would explore it. I think even if Nick Bosa is there, I would explore it.
0: Well, there was like rumblings about Trey Lance for a pass rusher to Minnesota. And I'm like, the yeah. new Hunter? I'm like, the new Hunter? Like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah, go, like, right? like, like, go, 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 go. Like, go, go. Uh, but that never happened. Um, I don't know if they're there yet. The team is a little bit kind of arrogant sometimes, so maybe they think they can get away with it. I mean, nothing's more arrogant than taking a kicker with the 99 pick.
1: (laughs) Is that your segment?
0: Oh, beautiful segment.
1: Beautiful. Oh, you want to talk about kickers? The San Francisco
0: 49ers (laughs) don't have a kicker. Well, it's well, ity well, okay. Well. It's comedy, man. Zoom
1: in, Rob. Zoom in.
0: Zoom in. It's comedy. It's It's comedy at this point. The kicker market is busy. Teams currently making calls around the league looking for opportunities to trade for kickers. Rams, Lions, Titans, 49ers, and Broncos. Well, 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 Brad. Well, 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 (laughs) everyone. It seems that you can find kickers anywhere, right? At your local, at your local. Trader Joe's at your Walmart, on the street, on couches. wow well,
1: well, well. Not on couches.
0: On couches. Oh, on couches. Joey Sly was on the couch. He's a franchise <laughs> kicker for the Washington Commanders, baby. Guys, don't start coming over on this side. I don't know if that pick was good. It was never good. You're never going to get any sort of value out of that pick. Sorry. And now Jake Moody's injured. And now there's a possibility that Jake Moody – might be doing something that the 49ers, I believe, are doing with Cam Latu, which is that's a phantom injury, and they want to redshirt him this entire year. You think? I think. Oh. Yes, 100%. Drops, fumble, injury right before. Okay, yeah, no,
1: the Latu one is totally warranted. I'm talking about Moody, though. They're going to put Moody on ice for a year?
0: If they do that, if they do that.
1: They're going to trade Lance him?
0: That, I told you that you gotta sit. If you're a rookie, you gotta sit behind number ten. And even he's injured. Sounds like the quarterback situation. If you do that,
1: that's too good.
0: If you do that, and you wasted 99 and 101 on two red shirts, one of which is a kicker, that's egregious. It's gross. And there's no way anybody's ever going to tell me that that pick. I just love the flip flopping now. Ah, damn. I don't know. Maybe it was poor process. To pick a kicker. Well, let's look at the Cleveland Browns. Drafting Cade York and trading for Dustin Hopkins, I rest my case. I rest my case. Justin Tucker, Adam Vinatieri, all the great kickers of all time, which there's only a few of them, were undrafted. The idea of a franchise kicker has been the most overblown, insane theory in all of this offseason. Two things that 49 ers fans focus way too much on, backup quarterbacks and kickers. And right now, the San Francisco 49ers may not have a kicker for week one. Tristan Vizcaino, old buddy Tristan Vizcaino, I, I want to go back to him a little bit. In 2020, when Robbie Gould got injured, Tristan Viscaino joins, 50-yard kicks, booming them straight through, straight off the street. Straight off the street. Don't have to pay him nothing. Don't have to waste a draft pick. Or draft pick. Poor process. No one will ever be able to convince me that that pick is ever going to return the value of a top 100 pick because it's absolute nonsense.
1: It's a very, it's a very cautionary tale. I mean, we we've seen it play out poorly before, and that was a huge risk um, by the 49ers. And it is early. I I'm not the kind of person that's going to sit here and, and call, you know, a player a bust or anything like that before. Before the season even starts, or it's not a bust. even, it's no, about... I know, I know, it's
0: return on investment.
1: Yes, and it it is a poor one for for kickers, for sure. Um okay. I I agree with you. I agree with you there. And the fact that let's not forget, they did give up a pick to acquire Zane Gonzalez. Yeah, he's now but... hurt. And the... no, I know. Hold on. Yeah, uh, he's now hurt. They're not going to be able to trade him and get anything out of that because I think the plan was sound that they were going to trade Zane Gonzalez and get something in return, or you get him for free basically, um, you know, for however many months you had him. That's not going to happen. That's out the window. So they they used a pick on him. Now we're hearing that they they are in the kicker market via trade. How many picks are they going to use on a kicker in one season? That's embarrassing. Jay, what's worse, using three picks on a kicker in one season or using three first-round picks and and failing on on Trey Lance?
0: Don't even (laughs) have to blink. Three picks on a kicker. Any pick (laughs) on a kicker. Don't even have to blink. You at least took a swing on a premium position. Yeah, at least you took your shot, right? You took a shot on a quarterback. I don't care. That doesn't feel good. But what feels worse is investing even one draft pick. In a damn kicker. Quana, uh, I think. I, I hope I said this. Uh, thank you for the donation again. Uh, possible fewer want, uh, Bosa wants fewer years on his contract. Wouldn't be the first. Revolving door quarterback position. Maybe he doesn't want to be locked if window closes. I think it's a little bit of the money that he wants to command and the way the 49ers structure their contracts as well, too. Um, backloading it and things like that. And maybe Bosa just wants to get his money up front. Um, I don't know. We're just all speculating at this point. I just want them to get this done. So we can knock this off because I feel like this was something where it was in the back of my mind and it wasn't even like an issue. And now it's like in the driver's seat of like the front of my mind now. Like I, I, I'm way more nervous now than I ever was about the Bosa thing. Man.
1: Like they so, I, so I talked about this, that like the Trey Lance situation was kind of a distraction from yep. the Nick Bosa situation yep. to us fans. Like, do you yep. think that it was a distraction to the front office as well?
0: No, I don't think it was that, but they knew that they would be able to just skirt by with questions like, You know, we're good. You know, we're we're working it out and everything. But now, because of the date, they can't give those answers anymore because nothing's getting done. So, I don't know. Um, I still, in my heart of hearts, think it it gets done. Now, when does it get done? This is bleeding to the season. This is a season that's very important, that you can't start slowly. Um, And Nick Bosa is not just somebody. He's, like, that guy. He's him. So, you need him, and he can change games, you know, for you. And then, even if as it gets closer – Will Nick Bosa be able to ramp up and just play in week one, like all the snaps, like he does every yeah. single snap, you know, like that's,
1: A fair you know, question.
0: yeah, I mean, and, and you don't want to push him, right? Because of soft tissue injury, things like that. It's just, there's not too many really good outcomes as the dates get along. So again, like I'm not panicked. I think they get it done, but how could you not stay here and worry?
1: Well, Jay, it, it is August 29th, Tuesday. The 49ers do have to get down to 53 players. Oh, yeah by 1 p.m i think it's pacific right 1 p.m, 1 p.m. Pacific.
0: pacific for uh for easton correct
1: and the reason i bring it up too is because nick bosa currently on the reserve did not uh what is it the reserve did not report did, did not report list so it does not count against the 53 and exactly so at least for the meantime while that's getting sorted out there could be someone who they can slip onto the roster in the meantime yeah,
0: and again, you can insulate yourself that way, right? Like I, I am of the mind that the, the Cam Latu thing is to is to make him, you know, just redshirt for the season. I think you see Darrell Luter um redshirt for the season as well, too. They'll keep him on the, you know, they'll keep him on the roster, probably put him on like IR Pup, something like that. Um, and then that kind of just makes for an interesting formula because you can only keep so many uh players, right? Like you can only keep so many players at certain positions, right? Like I would have thought. It, my initial 53, like at the beginning of training camp, I probably would have had somebody like Charlie Warner or Ross Dwelly off this team. They're probably both gonna make it now at this yeah. point, like you know, mm-hmm. and that, that's how quickly things change just based on injury, right? Um, at the beginning of this time, I would have thought, hey man, I think Every Thomas might be on his way out. Well, I mean, little by little, he's kind of just like inched his way back in, you know. And that's the thing about it is the injuries, right? we even found out who Hufunga, which I think nobody's really talking about that has that knee injury where it's like a cyst or something like that. And I think that's tied be to – You think so?
1: Yeah, it will be fine.
0: Okay. I want him to be fine.
1: I'm no doctor, but I think he'll be okay for week one. Okay. I'm good. They, I, get, I mean, like, they even said, like, it's not – Well, I, not I don't serious. think they said it's not that serious, but, you know, I don't think that's, and that's all that serious. And
0: that's what I was going to say, Rob. Uh, that that injury links to meniscus tears. Like, that's, that's one of the possible wears on that, the Baker cyst. So that, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I mean, I'm just operating under Murphy's well, you law.
1: Didn't, you you didn't say that, Jay. I mean, now I was trying
0: to. What the <laughs> I'm just kind of operating under Murphy's law. You didn't law, say right? all that. Murphy's law right now, like I think, is where I'm going to operate with the 49ers. Like, what can go wrong will go wrong at this point. Like, things are just not. Brock Brock Purdy looked good with the first uh, first team offense. But there's something funky and weird about the way that the 49ers are walking into this season, and I can't put my finger on it. It's just – let me just say, like the kids say, the vibes are off. The vibes are not immaculate mm, not right the now. Vibes. No, the vibes. The no. vibes are off. And we That's operate the, on nothing but vibes. The vibes yeah. are off right now. There's something weird going on. The vibes are off. Nick well, Bosa is not there. Nick Boles is not there. No, not there. There. <laughs> no kicker. We're, we're, we're talking about the third-round picks. The vibes are off right now. Like it does, it, it doesn't feel immaculate.
1: I, I think so, but I think part of that, I'm just hoping. Like, I'm trying to put that positive energy out there, and hopefully, yep. you know, it'll latch on to the 49ers. Um, but I'm just hoping, like, this is just a preseason thing. Like, once once the season starts and once they start winning, like, winning cures all, right? With right? Put the switch. Put the switch.
0: Yeah. No. Again, I think they need to. I think they need to start fast. They need to start they fast. Need to. They They, need they can't to. start. They can't start one and three. They can't be three and five. No. You've got to start fast. You've got to come out the gate three and one. Four and zero, like something like that. Like you have to, like you have to impose your will back as that team. You, you there is a little bit more pressure this year than ever for them to start fast. Um, especially not to blame, okay.
1: Not, not to put any blame on Jimmy Garoppolo because I'm just throwing a question out here Oh, right, Here we your go. Thoughts.
0: We're gonna slam. You, we're gonna slam Garoppolo. No, now?
1: no, no, no. Now I'm just asking a question. Do you do you think that the slow starts had anything to do with Jimmy Garoppolo? No. No. No.
0: No. Um. I'm probably gonna retweet the article that I wrote on Niners Nation. I went back and I did every opening day for every Kyle Shanahan-led offense, and it's not good. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Um, the one time that it was really good was the RG3 game in New Orleans, but he mm. is not the—he was not the the head coach. But when you go back, Cleveland, you know, not a great team, but I think it's less about the team and more about the undisciplined. Like you see a bunch of penalties. It's almost every single game, even the Detroit Lions game. Yeah, the 49ers put up 35, whatever it was, right? They almost lost that game, like, down the stretch. Like, for whatever reason, it's the team itself that comes out week one on both sides of the ball, a little sluggish, um, not all the way there. And who knows? What does that have to do with? Does that have to do with the fact that they haven't played much in preseason? Maybe they had, like, a, you know, they're they they they're trying to get themselves into shape, things like that. But they don't come out hitting the, the ground running. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It's just not something that happens. And whether that's, like, last year with the monsoon and Trey Lance or, or – even the Tampa Bay game in 2019, you know, the 49ers win that game, but James Winston throws two pick sixes. like, thank you. Like you needed, you needed stuff like that. Or like he threw a bunch of picks. So yeah, again, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like for me, it's just more than anything, kind of just the history of like Kyle Shanahan teams less than it is. Who's the quarterback. Yeah. I mean,
1: okay, fine. And you retweet that. I do want to see it. Um, I just hope they don't start slow because yeah that's that's one thing that's been another like Achilles heel like if, if you're trying to be a team that you know gets the number 1 seed in your conference you can't start slow every literally every win matters when you when that's your goal
0: the road to to Las Vegas has to go through the NFC and go through Santa Clara the 49ers have to have the number 1 seed i i, still- I don't want hear- I still I mean, think Forty
1: Nineers the can... can can win the their division like easily. You've you've seen this division; yeah. it's it's terrible. But it's in Seattle, yeah, yeah. But uh, but still, like you you have to be able to win your conference, and you need that number one seed in, in yeah. order to do it. So especially I with think, all the injuries, they. Need I to. think
0: with the with the competition that you're gonna have and the way things change, like the Seattle game was one thing. The Forty ers went up there and they put up a bunch of points. I mean they they were at home. Um, The Dallas game was a little bit tougher because Dallas has a great defense. And then the Philly Mm -hmm. game, like what can tip the scale going to the Super Bowl is having that home field advantage and not having to go to Philly again. Um, And I think that would – I mean, obviously, you know, whatever. Wherever the game's played, you still got to find a way to win. It's not an excuse, but I do think if the 49ers want to really be in the driver's seat, obviously being the number one seed and having everybody come to them and not having to travel at all would be the best way to do it. Steph, I know we got to get out of here. We got like a bit of a hard stop because we have to, you know – get back to work and stuff but i'm gonna ask you this is there someone that you think is a surprise cut from the 53 man roster on either side of the ball because i'll start i think i think there might be one on defense um i think i don't know why but i just think that even though the defensive line depth is something that we just talked about i i wouldn't be shocked if you find out that javon kennel doesn't make it or they just like moved on from him unfortunately
1: I, so I normally like that wouldn't even surprise me but the reason that I don't know if that happens is because who who do they have like behind him like maybe they they bring in Marlon Davidson I, I don't well, know like dude, Kevin Givens Davis, right like all those Clea, guys it's just make like the 53
0: too You know what's funny is what Javon Kinlaw was doing well when he played was run stuffing and run fitting and he had to work on his pass rushing But in that last game against the Chargers, he actually rushed the passer pretty well, collapsed the pocket really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he did. But he's getting blown off on run defense. I Givens was too. Yeah, that's that definitely wasn't good either. So maybe, maybe it's your point. They probably don't have the uh, the depth to say we're gonna move on from Kinlaw. Yeah, I don't think
1: they do. But
0: there might be a little bit of a scenario where they're just like, we're not getting anything at this point, you know? Like, and you're not gonna come back next year either way. So I mean surprise there's like the other things that's why when people ask about surprise cuts if miles hartfield gets cut that's not a surprise cut like a surprise cut has to be someone that you yeah. kind of just penciled in on the team that you thought was just immediately going to be there and is isn't going to make it um that's not a surprise cut right like that's what i mean like if if, if tay martin doesn't make this team that's not a surprise cut if chris conley doesn't make this team that's not a surprise cut like a surprise cut is someone that you thought would be on this team so let me let me preface that question with that just to, to make sure that we give the proper context. I'm not saying it would, but that would be a surprise just based on that to me uh, because of the player and the depth.
1: Okay. okay i'm gonna give one on offense um and hopefully this is a surprise enough it's not i guess it wouldn't be a huge surprise but just based on him being a draft pick based on him not being with the team all that long we haven't seen too much of him i would say danny gray is is probably a candidate as well i think the the motivating factor between drafting danny gray was Trey Lance and and what I think Trey Lance would be able to give this offense um, you know as a throw of the football more downfield stretch the field all that that's not really what they would do with Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy I don't think or even Sam Darnold I would say so uh, I think that kind of makes Danny Gray a little expendable and I'm not sure if we've really seen the growth yet that you know maybe they were hoping to see out of Danny Gray and with the emergence of someone like you know Ronnie Bell and you know Chris Conley has looked pretty good as well he's dealing with an injury too so that could ultimately be what helps Danny Gray This is a good one too but you know I I don't know I think Danny Gray would kind of be on the outside looking in if anything I would not be surprised if because he's dealing with an injury he also goes to IR and that's kind of their way of Moving on, but still keeping him around.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of surprise cuts, 49ers legend Trent Taylor was just cut by the Cincinnati Bengals, and he had been their punt returner. So maybe Pro Bowl Trent Taylor guy, like we get him back. Uh, remember? Remember? Don't you remember the Trent Taylor hype, man? It was just like the hype was he's, crazy. He's he's going to be a pro bowler slot receiver. He's going to catch everything. Man, we love ourselves some training camp warriors. The Isaiah Oliver thing is really, really interesting, too, as well. Yeah. Um, because the contract's not huge, but considering the way that they spoke about him and the way he's performed, if he was left off this roster, I, I would say, man, like, did you misevaluate that, like, entire? Because the best nickel corner available, we had to bring him in. Almost sounded like he was a lock to start. And it's like, did, what did you guys see, like, you know, more than anything? I understand the run defense because that's charted very well. But the missed tackles thing, I talked about it on the last one. Um, yeah, exactly. All that hype Oliver got, right? He definitely did. And um, But what I noticed, and, and I think I talked about it on here, is his missed tackle rate has gone up every single year since he's been in the league, regardless of his snaps. So, I mean, it's just kind of something that was there for them to see. And now all of a sudden they're like, he missed he misses tackles? What? Clutching pearls. Like, who? Who didn't know?
1: That's, I mean, yes, that's definitely a concern. I've seen people say he shouldn't make this roster. And I mean, you could definitely make that case based on what he's shown us this offseason, preseason and, and all that. Um, I do think, you know, the 49ers saying that there was a competition and that's the reason why, you know, Oliver was playing in that first preseason game. I don't think that's the case. I don't think it was more so someone like emerging I think it was more so Oliver not performing to the level that they expected. So I kind of feel like they're kind of settling for Thomas, and it just so happened that Thomas is improved this season based on what we've seen. But that's the thing that concerns me is that I don't know if they're – this kind of just feels like an adjustment that they're making – based on Oliver, you know, again, not playing to what they expected he would be. I do think he'll make this roster, and I think more so because Steve Wilkes has indicated it as much, too. They'll they'll, uh, choose who the nickel will be based on matchups. At least that's what he's saying right now. So... Maybe one one play, it might be Oliver, or maybe one week it could be Oliver. Maybe another week it could be Thomas, and and so on and so forth. But I think also in in just saying that, like it's because not one guy has really stepped up to be like he's going to be our nickel corner, and that's going to be our guy. Lenore right now is the one who's going to be moving inside, and you know, I I'm not sure that I'm a huge fan of that either. Um, But again, I think that's because no one else, the guy who was meant to be the nickel corner hasn't really, you know, warranted giving him the starting spot. So that's a little concerning for me, but I think they keep him around just because maybe hoping that he'll figure it out some point in the season.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that's interesting that you brought that up about like the rotation because I could see a world where Lenore starts outside with Mooney, and then in nickel situations he kicks inside and Thomas yeah. is on the field. You know, like you do want to establish rhythm. You know, I don't know how realistic that is, but I wouldn't say that that's something that I would like completely toss off the board at all, um, as well too. But yeah, this was supposed to be solidified. Like when we looked at the way that they spoke about him, the contract, all that stuff, you're just like, okay, they're just they're just trying, and he like he literally fits like kwan williams mold like in terms of like how he how his physical profile is so like i think they kind of had a vision like that for it but uh it's going to be interesting to see so we're going to find out it's 12.05 now four o'clock eastern 1 p.m pacific is when we're going to find out who made the teams feels like a good place to to end this so again guys make sure that you guys like this video subscribe to all of our channels hit that notification bell for when we go live subscribe to the gold standard podcast network wherever you get your audio podcast make sure you follow steph sanchez on twitter at steph 49k or x whatever it's called um follow me on that same app which we don't even know the name of uh jason aponte 2103 um and follow gold standard podcast network on twitter and on instagram so it's gonna be an interesting day we're gonna find out who's gonna make this team and we're gonna find out the wheelings and dealings and who's gonna make ir and stuff like that so going to be a lot of fun and as always the 49ers are the star of the show we're just the ones trying to recap it so uh for Steph for Jay we're out here
1: peace